Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to post-match reaction to the Wallabies versus the Springboks. And the Wallabies have done it. They've gone back-to-back with two victories over the world champions and the uh, well, winners of the Lions series as well. So great result um, for um, Australia uh, as they uh, um, say as they go uh, back to back with those two results. Um, it started out well. It didn't start out great for them with uh, Phillips giving away a silly penalty straight away uh, from the uh, well from the exit really, uh, and we could see the Wallabies' intent was to keep the ball in play. They were they didn't want to be uh, dealing with. Well, two things. They didn't want to be dealing with the box liner, and they also wanted to keep the amount of ball in play um, as high as possible. They wanted to keep the game flowing um, as opposed to uh, what uh, is the uh, spring box mode operandi, which is to slow it down and take a break at every single opportunity, every scrum, um, and uh, pretty much most of the lineouts um, as well. Uh, and uh, the uh, so that, that was a part of their tactics. Um, Faf was, um, well, silly um, early on um, where he uh, put his arm out uh, and uh, blocked into um, the, uh, well, the, the arm of, the, of uh, Nick White, uh, who was uh, trying to clear the ball clearly offside and a very silly move by Faf early on um, to pick up that yellow card. And that really um, set things in motion um, for the Wallabies on that one. Um, Hi, those who are in the uh, live chat, uh, particularly in YouTube at the moment. Um, LB says, this is what happens when we change our game plan. Um, we it shouldn't have uh, Dan Media got to us. Um, I'm not sure the game plan changed that much, to be honest. <coughs> and I welcome uh, Stephen Harris into the show. Hey, Dingson. Yeah, not too bad, Paul. Listen, no, I don't think the game plan <coughs> changed at all. You could see it that when they needed a two-score uh, two game, and they really didn't want to keep the ball in hand. Now, I thought the great tactics from the Australian, and we'll get to that later, was the fact that they actually tried to keep the ball in play with long kicks, which forced South Africa basically to attack from deep, or even, shall I say, kick from deep. Yep, no, exactly. And also, I mean, the, um, uh, well, I've gone blank now. Um, the uh, Australia lost uh, 
Tom Banks relatively early on to a broken arm by the sounds things he's off to hospital. So let's wish him the uh, all the best in that recovery. Let's hope it isn't actually broken uh, when they do the, the x-ray. Uh, but that brought on Reese Hodge, um, who, okay, uh, wasn't going to the high ball. But then again, I don't think pretty much anybody from the Wallabies was. But what he does have is, is a massive boot on him. Um, and uh, he's a player you don't want to be playing kickback with. Uh, and uh, the, and during, and because of that, he was able to force, as you say, the, the spring box to play from deeper um, than uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps they wanted to with his very big boot um, yeah. on that one. So um, perhaps a little bit of a blessing in disguise, that change there. Not that we, obviously, we wish um, Tom Banks the, uh, all, all the best in, in, uh, in, in his recovery. I hope he's not as, as injured as we said. Um, I don't think many people would have had Ikatao down as the first try scorer. Uh, in this game, um, no. but some um, quick ball, uh, and we and also knowing that Faf is a big part of that defensive setup, um, the way that he shoots out of the line, uh, and is uh, is perhaps probably the the best defensive scrum half or half back, uh, depending on which term you want to use, um, in the world. Um, and uh, so yeah, so that's uh, so yeah, you can tell he was missed and quick ball, uh, Ikatao. Got through a couple of tackles uh, and uh, and scored. Um, and Ikatao's, yeah, he's 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 a far from the finished article by any stretch, oh. but he's uh, <laughs> playing <laughs> playing plays some nice rugby in that first it's, half. It's crazy, Paul. They've actually got some real depth in that position, and you know what a revelation Karevi has been as well. But he's a big, powerful man. We've we've seen what he's capable of when he's actually played for um, the Reds in the past, and we know that he's a genuine line breaker. Well, Ikatao's a line breaker, and it's scary to think. But they haven't either got um, uh, Paisami there as as well, who's who's also missing. But boy, this this kid Isaiah um, <clears throat> Peresi, who was injured at the top of the year, and also Jordan Pataya, man, they they are just building depth in that midfield position. And what I enjoyed about their their performance tonight was that they were able to acknowledge space and get guys into space one on one. And unfortunately, you know, everybody says South Africa's got a good defensive record. Yeah, you've got a good defensive record when nobody plays any code against you, Paul. Sure, you're going to have a good defensive record if everybody kicks their ball away. Yeah, look, one of the things that was uh, a problem for that, uh, I mean, we had that, that Ikatao, uh, and then we had Ikatao getting um, the uh, uh, second try again. Two poo breaks, quick ball, out to Ikatao, who was the last man who scored um, out there. And suddenly it's 12-13. And at that point, the Springboks had missed 12 tackles in that period of play mm. um, with where we saw Karevi um, cutting back in uh, amongst, uh, and, and also, as I say, uh, Topu uh, making some some good yards. Big difference between um, Karevi and Delende. Delende, another hard-running centre, but he he tends to seek contact rather than mm. seeking space yeah. Um, yeah. as and, well. Um, and, and, and to be fair, Paul, he never really had any questions asked asked of him this evening because um, Damien DeLonga just basically ran at him pretty much all night. And, you know, when you're doing that, you're, you're quite easy to defend without sort of having any sort of creative creativity happening in behind in, in and around behind you. Well, I think, I think you'll find that a, a lot of the running was straight at Quade Cooper. And Quade, Quade Cooper uh, made 14 tackles in this game, the second highest out of anybody on the, in, in the game. Uh, and didn't miss any, which um, which is wow. Uh, so yeah. not, again, uh, showing that Quade Cooper really has grown up and changed uh, as a player because he was a bit of a turnstile um, early, mm -hmm. uh, earlier um, in yeah. his career. 
yeah, but yeah, yeah, 14 yeah. tackles, non-missed, fantastic um, performance by him. They're not dominant tackles, but they don't have to be. That's not what you have your fly half for, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 the other thing I liked, I liked the way that the Australian forwards actually went in, went into contact. It was really really quick ball, and, and actually getting numbers there to clean clear people out of the way. Where I think the, the Springboks, the, the guy, they usually use that second runner, runner, and I know I called them bully boys, and it's probably a little bit harsh, but that in effect is is what it is. And unfortunately, that guy who's there as a support player leaves his feet a lot of the time. So you basically. You know, your ball's going to be immediately slow because it's trapped under somebody, Paul. Yep. Um, the, the there is that, but but they, we, we had that, that that early flurry, those two tries, but then um, I mean, uh, South Africa came back into it. It was twelve fifteen at halftime. They got the uh, uh, the first try after halftime, uh, and in that period, they only missed one tackle, right? And this is this is what it came down to was was when South Africa were missing tackles was when Australia really scored their points because they yeah. said so missed 12 in that first piece and they missed and then they missed um, another um, another seven uh, towards the end of the game which is where we saw those um, uh, Karevi's couple of tries um, as well uh, and it's when Australia could get quick ball could run could could, could run at the the angles uh, that they could make South Africa miss tackles then they mm. got uh, mm. they, 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 they got joy uh, and they did that in two periods at the beginning um, and then in the middle of that second half as well. Between yeah. that, they actually struggled to uh, – uh, they, they didn't look like scoring that much. Um, but <clears throat> at the end of the day, they only had 43% territory uh, – sorry, possession, 42% territory. But when they what, – what they what, what something we haven't seen from this Australian team before is that um, they were clinical when they had the opportunities. Oh, absolutely, Paul. And, you know, we shouldn't forget, they're not the finished article. Far from no. it. If you if you think about where they've actually where they've actually come from since this time this time last year, we've seen flashes of what they're capable. Even when they've played the All Blacks, there were games where going into halftime, they were well and truly in the in the contest, but just that skill factor has left them in. But the good thing I like about them, they know they now know how to stay in a fight. They actually we saw that in that first test against the All Blacks at Eden Park, where they didn't give the game away, scored three tries in the last last 10 minutes and again this evening defensively when they did let the Springboks back into the game but boy I thought defensively they were really good yeah they were look 96% tackle completion by the Wallabies they didn't they only they um they made 117 only missed five that's fantastic yeah so um now uh we had um Swinton's um interesting um tackle technique of uh uh well basically basically shoulder charge at shoulder height look uh, if, if you're if you're being kind, that's called reckless. If you if you're not being kind, it's called stupid. It's gonna it's gonna end up with um, the the yellow and what could have been a red card for him uh, in that one there as well. Um, but aside from that, yeah, defensively, the, the, the tackling was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and and with Swinton during that period too, very costly, Paul, because it actually gave the Springboks an opportunity to dictate the pace that they wanted to play at, which was just really, really slow the game, go back to their meet and drink, which is their their line out and drive. And by way of that, and they also won during that time, they won the aerial battle, especially some really good work from their, their right winger who won a couple of those, those high kick contests as well. And in that period of time, they were able to dominate enough field position. But I just thought at times maybe 
gee, they maybe they should have just showed more and, and showed a bit of intent and kicked to the corner. Whilst they were they were picking up uh, threes, you know, along the way, three, 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 and getting them back into the game, it was also eating up a, a lot of time. And I and I thought um, the Australians, in all, probably defence wise, without the ill discipline, managed it reasonably well. Yeah, but you know, those threes that the that South Africa did take were all in the first half. Um, they didn't score again after after the forty first minute. Um, so once, so it got them back into the game, <clears throat> um, and they did try going to the corner uh, a, um, a couple of times. Uh, they also uh, disrupted the uh, Wallabies uh, line out on their own five meter line as well um, on the Wallabies five meter line. But still, the Wallabies weren't missing tackles. Uh, there wasn't enough running at uh, uh, running at shoulders. There was too much running at players rather than running rather than trying to get the gap between two players from South Africa um, and. Um, one of the comments has been that yeah we missed um, Cheslin Colby. Yeah, there's a, <coughs> sorry, there's a player who does run at uh, uh, goes round players rather than trying to go through them, mm. um, and uh, which is which is what I say. Yeah, it was my, my criticism of uh, of, of Delende uh, mm. with that. Uh, we saw that they could distribute, and we saw that after half time in that when they got through that faff grubber uh, for for, for Am to oh. score in the corner. Lovely try. And some lovely play there. Yep. And that's what we find so frustrating about the Springbok side is we see them do it occasionally. Oh, absolutely. And it was a listen, it was a beautifully well taken try. They they moved it, they moved it with a little bit of width, which probably surprised the wallabies a, a little bit. But you know what? When you actually move the ball a little bit wider, you start asking a, a, a few questions. I know on our own chat room, we've got a South African John who's who's on with us, and John's a, a very good analyst, and that's what I try to say. Any team that's prepared to play with a little bit of width against the Springboks, you give yourself a half a chance. Sure, you got to get past their forwards uh, before you go there, Paul, but you give yourself half a chance. Yep. Uh, Elvis says, no, Colby wouldn't have been enough. No, he wouldn't be enough, but it would have been a, um, uh, a, 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 an improvement. Um, but uh, too many players were poor. Delendi and Am look tired. Uh, yeah. but they've also, they, they have played um, a, a chunk of rugby this year. Oh, I got, uh, yeah, I got to, yeah, I got to take, I got to. I actually got to agree with you, LB. You, the, the the box whilst that series wasn't great in terms of aesthetically to, to look at it. it attrition wise, it would have taken a heck of a lot out of out of out of those players where maybe the the, the some of the con although I'm saying that the, the Wallabies did play the All Blacks three times and that would have taken a heck of a lot out of them as well. But yeah, I I basically hear where he's coming from. And if you're you're with a game plan that's pretty limited, you're asking your forwards to do a lot of work, Paul. Yeah, but also if we think about it, if if we think about who has played for the um uh, for the All Blacks, I think I think Havili's probably one of that the only one that uh, has played quite quite a lot. All, all the other players have been switched around. We've we've had different combinations. We've been, we we've been saying what is the number one combination? We don't know because we've seen so many. Whereas we know what the South African number one combination is. We haven't got much of a clue as to who the backup is oh, yeah, because yeah, we've only yeah. seen two players there. Oh, and that's yeah, and, and, and absolutely, man. I'm not I'm not prepared to. Unlike a few of few of us <laughs> that are on the on the forum, I'm not I'm not prepared to write the Springboks off against the All Blacks because you know what. If they if they get a victory over the All Blacks next week, all will be forgotten. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that's 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 the one team that Springboks. LB, I'm sure you'll agree with me. If we're talking about a Springbok Day win in, in seven seven days' time, all all will basically be forgiven because even though the, the South Africans are the the world champions, they, the, it's the All Blacks that are still 
viewed as the, as the benchmark. And you know what? And I kind of get that. I do. I I do get it. Well, as you were saying, John 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 has said in our live chat that he'd quite happily win both the uh, All Blacks games. He doesn't care about winning the rugby championship. Um, and that's yeah. I think that, that you're quite right. The next two games are the ones that that, uh, that kind of matter for a lot of the uh, a lot of the fans. Yeah, I don't want yeah, that. Because, I don't want that, Paul, because I have to buy him two tickets to the next <laughs> Springbok home in New Zealand. That's your bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, the um, yeah. Look, we, we are there. There are a number of uh, is, is, uh, problems that they've got. I mean, they're also they're missing. Um, Diego and Steinman in that uh, in the engine room, and also um, obviously um, Peter Steph de Toy as well. Uh, and so there's a lot of players, um, uh, a lot of uh, running and energy um, that other players are going to try and pick up because those guys are there, and they're obviously the replacements. They I mean, up very good lot, but he's not a six. No, um, no, uh, sorry, no. Seven in South African terms, six and, in everyone else's terms as far as the line work goes. And you um, and you know what, Paul, and you know what, Paul, you saw the energy that Quagga Smith brought to that loose forward trio when he came on, you know, just a little bit more elusive, not a big guy, but got over the advantage line. Yep. Uh, and also was, uh, was, was a menace at Ruck defensively as well. Was getting, uh, was getting his hands in places uh, where, where you don't want them. Um, Slowing the ball down a little bit as well. So yeah, it was, um, so yeah, but, uh, but can you play two open sides with the, uh, and that, that, that is the, the spring box question. And it's uh, um, with the, because obviously, um, the, the captain Siakalisi is also an open side as well, so we'll have to wait and see how they how they try and um, square that hole um, there with that one. Um, the uh, so it was those two periods, and, and I guess in some ways that's kind of uh, uh, very much an All Blacks kind of thing. Is you get a period of dominance for 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 a set period, you take advantage of it, um, and then you kind of hold out during the other periods, um, or or um, and that's kind of what we saw here from from the Wallabies. I say. That try on 13 minutes, um, the next one on 20 minutes. So that period there. And then the tries um, on 61 minutes and 67 minutes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. And then it's all, and th those, the, that's, those two blocks of, of time are the two bits where uh, the, the, the Wallabies won this one. Um, anyone who tells you that this was a dominant performance of uh, um, of the Australia over the Springboks, no, they, the Springboks had plenty of territory in possession um, to do things with. They just they just weren't accurate enough to deliver uh, um, in the same way. So they have they, they had the majority of the possession and territory, um, but they just couldn't deliver on that one. Um, the um, and you, you, you see that with um, 
just the metres run. 63 runs by Australia for 347. 87 runs by South Africa. So that's an extra uh, 24 runs, but for 37 less metres, uh, 310 metres. So more runs, but not going as far. Because, again, they're running at bodies a lot of the time whilst making yeah. that uh, um, there uh, on that one. Um, uh, Bo was in the, uh, the the live chat mentioning the tackle percentage. Yep, we, we, we've uh, we've mentioned that one earlier um, as, as as well. The yeah, the box were at seventy eight percent and the uh, Aussies at 96 percent. Sorry, mm. um, on that one. Um, yeah, LB says yeah, we weren't clinical at all. Very correct. Um, the I, the spring box also uh, losing a couple of scrums, uh, a bit uncharacteristic um, on uh, on that on that side of things. Yeah, as pull, well. pull up. Paul, I was going to say that's the that's the area about this two test series or two test championship games against the Wallabies that have really, really, really surprised me. Um, yep, there's been moments of dominance from the Springboks in certain areas, but not as probably wider as I thought it would be. Uh, it's I think they've generally had the upper hand at the scrum time, but the Wallabies have been able to pull one out when they need it, like the the in, in the first test match. At the end of the first half, at the end of um, regular time, both times they pulled out a scrum uh, that, that, that went their way. Again tonight, there were times when, uh, and uh, I don't know, so, someone told me last week that they that they changed the way they were scrummaging and caught the box off guard. Whether they were doing that again today, I don't know. Um, today we seem to get less scrums completed. Um, the referee was 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 more inclined to um, to give penalties. I think for. Uh, for, for, for 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 binding, slipping, and things like that, which I think he didn't get so much last week. I think he let the let the scrums or he refereed the scrums better last week um, than um, uh, than the, the, the this week. Uh, one of the things that uh, this does too now is that Dave Rennie has got a has got very much a positive uh, win ratio when he's not playing the All Blacks. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, and because um, uh, I mean, some of the criticism has or some of the the, the commentary has been about how he, um, yes, he's got a negative win win, win ratio um, with the uh, uh, as as he's been um, uh, as uh, in international level um, because um, with only a thirty percent win record, but um, that uh, that includes five losses uh, against uh, New Zealand, whereas his record now um, is uh, played um, seven uh, one four. Mm. Uh, drawn uh, two, lost yeah. one. Uh, yeah, those, when you when you take out the All Blacks, so uh, yeah, the yeah. Uh, when we're looking at this, we're looking at this Wallabies team through very much through an All Blacks lens because they played more games against the All Blacks than everyone else put together. I was going to say, Paul, though, if you wanted to improve your game, um, that's a team that you want to be playing on a regular basis. But then again, you do have to front up against different styles, and I think we saw that. During the uh, during the French series, even though that wasn't the best French team available, you actually saw there were times they actually managed. They, I I I actually thought they they probably they struggled against that style against the more against the French style than they did the South African style. Yeah, I was a bit surprised because we, we we kind of often we, we, we kind of think of the Wallabies um, pack getting overpowered, um, but uh, but no, they, they have fronted up very well uh, in 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 that. Uh, uh, in, in that piece, um, so yeah. So now, uh, yes. Yeah, so it's now Rennie has played non-New Zealand sides as many times as he's played New Zealand sides. After four, he's had fourteen tests 
um, in charge of the Wallabies um, in this one. Um, the um, the uh, so yes, so that's the um, uh, from 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 that point of view. Let's have a look at some of the uh, some of the player um, stats around this. Um, I've already mentioned uh, on, on the defensive side of things that, um, uh, that uh, Quade Cooper was the second highest tackler for for the Wallabies, which is just crazy. Behind um, Cooper, oh, to, behind, but to, behind, behind Hooper. Hooper, behind yes. Hooper, Hooper and Cooper, so, <laughs> Hooper and Cooper basically did get yeah, 34 tackles between them and didn't miss any. Twenty oh, for Hooper and twelve for Cooper. Um, uh, Rob Valentini, uh, twelve tackles, non missed as well. Um, wow. Uh, is, is, is really kind of sort of growing into this role now. Remember, he's only 22. Uh, he's a long time ahead of him there mm. in that um, uh, number eight jersey. Um, the um, uh, then uh, the uh, Matt Phillips. Uh, Philip, I, I think he had a bit of a mixed game, but then look at his stats and see he had 13 13 tackles, non missed. Yep, mm. he fronted up. Um, and uh, Karevi with eight. Uh, then is next up with uh, yeah again non missed so all their top tacklers didn't miss any uh, wow. any ones wow. um, with them uh, with Cooper tackling so much that means South Africa were targeting absolutely they were sending players oh. down his channel big time um, would you rather run at Cooper or would you rather run at Karevi yeah ex exactly and credit to the old men if I can call him that, he, he, he made he made every one of the, he made every one of those tackles. He, he's yep. no spring chick. He's no spring chicken. No, nope, absolutely. Um, compare that to um, South Africa. The highest tackler there was Mostert, with the, who made eight, but he missed three. Um, Khaleesi made seven, missed one, uh, and uh, the majority of the players uh, sort of missed tackles. Apart from I mean, Delendi, one and uh, Etzbeth, uh and Marks, who came on, all made five tackles, non missed. But again, that's not up there with the um, with those 13, 20s non this that we've seen. It, it, from it adds it, when you put it like that. When you put it like that, Paul, it really does add up, doesn't it? Yep. The um, when you think about it, so the the, the missed tackles for um, yeah, Corabetti made none, missed one. Um, so clearly they needed to get the ball out uh, down his camp channel. Um, Callaway also missed one, but made three. Um, so yeah, so there were a couple missed, but not very many by um, by by the Wallabies there yeah. um, in that one. You know, Paul, I, I just also say I just wonder. You mentioned Mostard's uh, not an open side flanker, and they play that six seven. Um, not, not a blind, six, not a blind side flanker. No, yeah, you need a lot. yeah. It, yeah it, it, exactly. And to be very honest, it takes like a heck of a lot of mo mobility, and you could see that with. Um, with the mule and you know when guy when these guys get turned around, it's it's really hard for them to get back. And I, I thought that was one area where I thought Australia really had dominance was in that loose forward area. And boy, if there's a better player than Michael Hooper around in world rugby at rugby at the moment, I, I want to see him. The, the, the guy's amazing. Yeah, and again, uh, he is, is, and he's got an engine that keeps going the whole time as well, which is which is which is um, uh, brilliant. Um, Kicks from hand, 28 each. So exactly the same from both wow. sides, which is... <laughs> um, but, 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 I, but I think it's where, where you're kicking, Paul. A lot of those kicks mm -hmm. from Australia, especially when a lot came in in the last 20 minutes, were long. They were just kicking long. They were saying to the Springboks, once we got ahead by eight points, you know what? We're going to play most of the game down in your territory and you bring it back to us. 
you know, and I and I think, I, you know, I I think that was just tech, really good tactics at the time. Yep, no, absolutely. To to use uh, and and there yeah, most of the most of the kicks from the wall from the wall, yeah, was infield um, and uh, and long um, compared to um, the uh, as you say compared to the, um, mm. uh, the the box kicking contestable kicks we saw mainly um, from uh, from the spring box. Um, but, yeah. but to be fair to them, Australia did not deal with those particularly well uh, no. in that no. one. No, um, no, 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 not not at all. That's that's a part of their game that is a is a little bit of weakness. I know when Korobiti goes in to take high kicks, you you just hold your breath. He's running in. Whether he's going to get something, you probably always think not a lot. Uh, Tom Banks, we know, is, is good under the ball. But once once he left the field, it, it really did expose them. And it's something moving forward that they'll have to, they'll have to think about because that, that will be identified as a weakness of this Wallaby team moving forward. Yep. Um Again, a monster got through a chunk of attack, uh, carrying centre to Lendi. Nine, nine carries for 51 metres. You compare that to a, a Kurevi, seven carries for 43. So Delendi actually carried better than I thought he did. But to me, it always seemed like he was uh, running into players right there, rather than running into space. Um, the uh, LB, uh, yeah, Knox and Rice's Hooper, if he plays for New Zealand, starts at the moment. LB oh. says that Hooper starts anywhere he plays. Anywhere. For. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, we, that we agree with, uh, LB. Not, 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 bad that, not, not bad for a guy that normally has a surfboard tucked under his arm at uh, the Northern Beaches in Sydney, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, you, don't, you don't run around like that without doing some training. Um, the, um, the, uh, so, yes, uh, so around those sort of things. Um, I mean, one of the problems for the Wallabies, and I think they probably perhaps got away with it a bit, was their discipline. Um, mm. uh, I mean, Philip, four, tack, four, four, yellow, um, four penalties given up. Yeah. Uh, Swinton, two more. Hooper, two more. Um, so quite a few um, penalties there. But and not to get a repeat yellow card, I think perhaps um, they uh, uh, perhaps were a little bit lucky in, in that, uh, that sort of thing um, with 18, I think it was 18, yeah, oh, sorry, 17 penalties given up. Um, compared to ten by the uh, by the Springboks, but um, as they say, if you can uh, if you can get away with uh, well, I've called rugby to be legalised cheating um, for, um, and uh, yeah, if you can get away with it and not get the yellow card, then that's uh, pushing the line is part of it. Of um, definitely, um, I don't think that anyone can have any complaints about any of the cards that were given out today. Um, to be yeah. honest. Uh, and uh, we saw uh, we, we saw the, uh, the Australians kick off um, about um, the uh, about the contact with um, uh, Cooper's head when he was on the floor with, with someone's hand. We'll see if the signing commissioner saw anything there uh, in that one. Yeah. Um, it just looked uh, a bit of handbags, really. Yeah. He shouldn't yeah. be putting his hand in someone's face, um, but it didn't look particularly uh, over the top, to be honest with you. Yeah, looked a, looked, looked a little innocuous. To be honest, Paul. So I didn't think there was a, a lot in it. Like like you say that um, the Vermeulen Swinton collision boy. It, it probably wouldn't have surprised us had it gone the other way, a, a, red, a red card. But you know that's that's the way uh, Matthew Carling saw it. Yep, and um, the uh, it's yeah. Not too much. Here. Vincent Cotton looks a bit nervous, and we'll see if if the sighting commissioner sees something he does. Um, there wasn't anything sort of anything too clear and obvious actually on the pitch at the time. Um, the um, uh, and at the end there we we, we spent uh, quite a long time 
and I've forgotten the player's name who uh, uh, the 21 year the tw number 21 who got uh, yeah. South Africa, um, who um, went in uh, so um, with his shoulder now again uh, he very easily um, uh, could have got a red card for that one but look less than 10 minutes to go just get him off the pitch um, with a uh, with the yellow and let um, uh, and let the sighting commissioner deal with it rather than spend too long uh, reviewing it on the pitch he's going to spend the rest of the rest of the game off the pitch anyway so who really cares what color um, the card is to be honest mm -hmm. with you in my opinion on that one but uh, put bluntly um, vice you were just dumb uh, and it was the referee had already blown his whistle it was already a penalty um and uh, throwing your body in there after this was gone yeah um so congratulations to the wallabies back-to-back -back wins over the uh, world champions i didn't see that one coming they have lost me some money um on both weekends <laughs> um, yeah so uh, don't, paul i don't think anybody saw that saw that coming i i i had a funny feeling in the back of my mind that they might somehow pinch pinch one game and I thought that one game was the game that they pretty much pinched from from uh what what, what, do, you, what do you say them and use their get out of jail free free card and I thought that would be the game that they'd pinch but I really ultimately thought the Springboks would it would actually hit back but uh unfortunately it wasn't to be so full credit to the Australians you could arguably say Maybe they're in the maybe they're actually in pole, pole position with the Springboks and All Blacks having to, to battle it out. If they take one game each and the Wallabies can get two wins over the Pumas, who knows? Who knows? But uh, the you've got to say that, um, uh, I was going to say the um, uh, that the I, I thought in the first game that the Brocks just hadn't got off the aeroplane. Uh, when it comes to the second game, though, uh, I think I'm, I'm going with LB's one that they just knackered, um, at the moment. Uh, and that, uh, yeah, that they are running on fumes. Uh, and uh, I guess the question comes as to when do they rotate and give their B team or, or give their fringe players a go? Um, because I don't think you can roll out this team for another two weeks and a trot. Uh, uh, in all honesty with you. Yeah, I totally agree with we. We actually spoke about this last week, Paul, and on a couple of shows during the week, this was going to be the tough one. They'd have to throw everything at this game. They've done that. What do the coaching staff do now? They might have to reach these guys or they might have to roll these guys out again one more time, try and pick up a win over the All Blacks and then and then basically for the last game run maybe run some of their, their B team out. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big challenge in front of them. On saying that, we shouldn't speak too soon. The All Blacks have still got a, a game coming up uh, very, very – very very shortly so they've they still yet to yet to do the business and they haven't got their full strength team on the paddock no they haven't uh, so yet yeah, so we've got the all blacks versus the pumas coming up next we'll be uh live straight off that game with post-match reaction as well at around about midnight um i might be on my own for that one as everyone else might have gone to bed by then uh, <laughs> but so uh, we will see um thank you very much for joining me Stephen. uh and uh, don't forget, everyone, we have missed the lockdown beers at five o'clock for the past two days because i've been out and about at uh um, uh, NPC, uh, Bunnings NPC and uh, Bunnings Farrah Palmer Cup games uh, get my post-match interviews on our Facebook page using the Sport Radio um, but the lockdown beers will be back tomorrow at 5pm um, on Sunday folks so uh, do join me for that and uh, um, Simon Hughes says congratulations Australia to, um, winning the uh, Mandela Cup yes congratulations oh. to them. and also massive congratulations to Hooper 
yes. uh, for his record uh, number of captaincies. Uh, Very well, well said, Paul. Well said. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.